Hello everyone and welcome back to your Ulster University Students Union podcast, The Student Show. My name is Sophie, your host. We're now on episode five and um, we've been really enjoying making the podcast and we really hope you've been enjoying listening to it. So thank you to anyone that has been. With me today as my co-host, I have Nicole, who is VP of Education. So Nicole, do you want to tell me a little bit about your role in the Student Union? So um, as you said, I'm the VP for Education. So I came into that role in July last year. Um, My role is really to represent the student voice on the top academic boards in the university. So um, I represent the student voice in terms of any key academic decisions that affect your education. So like what did you study and like how did you end up getting into working with the Students' Union? Now that is a long story. Um, (laughs) I studied social policy for three years in Jordanstown. Um, I was involved in the Students' Union from my first year in social policy. I was the course rep. Um, my lecturer definitely like bullied me into the role. There's no doubt about that. Um, positive bullying because it turned out to be a really good decision in the end. Um, from that, I went on to the likes of student council, um, held those positions for a couple of years. Um, I did school rep, faculty rep, um, very much went worked my way up through different roles in the, the union. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things where everybody kind of expected me to run for an officer role by the end of it, but I didn't know until the very last minute. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been a fantastic journey in the union. Um, the societies were definitely a massive part in shaping my university experience um, around the One World Society for International Students. So that gave me so much confidence, just mixing with people I'd never really mixed with before and learning about different cultures. So yeah, the unions had a massive impact on my overall university experience. So an officer role was something that other people sort of saw in my future, but I didn't see until my final year of university. Very good. Um, Obviously, we are recording this podcast in very uncertain times for all of us as students um, and for all of us really across the world. We're obviously in the middle of the coronavirus um, pandemic and um, currently, as we record this podcast, Chris, Nicole and I are um, practicing social distancing. So we're sitting (laughs) at every corner of the room and there's lots of hand sanitizer and hand washing involved. Um, And... We just want to say that uh, we hope that you are keeping yourself healthy and well, keeping yourselves indoors, um, not only phys- keeping up your physical um, health, but your mental health too, because social isolation can be very lonely. And, um, you know, if you ever need anyone to reach out to, you know, um, you're welcome to reach out to me or to anyone else, um, because for most of this time, I'll probably just be sitting playing the Wii or the Nintendo. So, um, Nicole, is there anything the Student Union has um, said or released about this whole pandemic that's going on that you think is important oh there's so much Sophie um first of all I think everybody just needs to keep an eye on the general student union Facebook page just to keep Mm -hmm. an eye out for any updates on what we're doing but the past few days have been really crazy and really really busy um even during St Paddy's Day um you know the officers were working hard to answer emails and phone calls and definitely a different Paddy's Day this year than than what we're used to even what we chatted about in the last episodes definitely um Mm -hmm. definitely gone crazy like absolutely crazy so we were in a meeting yesterday with NUSI and we were talking about um well a statement had already been um sent to the politicians but then but we really would love to see we know there's a lot of people out there at the minute in zero contracts who are losing their jobs mm-hmm. um so we really love to see um a replication of what the south done up in the north where um, they've basically allowed students um despite their student status to apply for job seekers alliance yeah. to try and help them cover the cost of rent um, I've seen I've heard quite a few students who are struggling with those bills at the minute. A lot of them are moving home. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I know that a lot of them are stuck in contracts. So those bills still have to be paid. Um, we're also hoping to um, lobby for a rent freeze 
for students because of this situation. Um, if we can't, you know, obviously we want to get the money, but if we don't get the money sorted, then at least freeze the rent for them. Um, but yeah, there's also things going on inside Ulster too. As you know, all courses are now moved online. Yeah. Um, exams as well, we're trying to put them all online as well. So you'll be assessed through an online exam or through an alternative assignment. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're trying to avoid any negative implications on your on your on your marks at the end of the year. So that's something that's all definitely been discussed in the in the top levels of the university too. Yeah, it's um, mad. I didn't think I'd be um, spending my last couple of months as a master's student behind closed doors in the house. It's um, definitely a really it's a really sad and really uncertain time at the moment. But hopefully, um, if we all keep practicing what the public health agency have advised and keep to our social distancing and um, keep ourselves well then hopefully this won't be an issue for much longer. I definitely think as well we need to do a massive shout out for all of our student um, I was going to say student nurses but also any any student medical um, any medical students will stop because they've been pulled into hospitals and into their jobs and professions you know several months earlier than yeah. they expected um, and to be thrown into a pandemic as well is a massive massive um, I suppose challenge yeah. so um we I I'm absolutely like shocked by that even that decision alone is just a scary one for them. So um just a massive thank you to them for all the work they're doing and for fighting through the challenge anyway and going out there, putting themselves out there in the front line. Mm-hmm. Um but also to any other emergency services too that they're yeah. that are still running. Even any of our students that are working in, you know, um grocery shows stores, yeah, shops, definitely anything at the moment because um you're obviously very valuable and essential at this time too because obviously the world can't stop while this goes on so mm-hmm. you're putting your lives and your health at risk to help everyone else so a big shout out to anyone who's doing that as well. I've seen a lot on social media of teachers uh, or teachers who are, who've been pulled out of placement or mm-hmm. teachers who are, are maybe doing their PhD at this time who are offering their services as well outside of, of this whole pandemic um, for tutoring and things like that. Yeah. So it's really admirable to see just mm-hmm. the whole community pulling together um, to look after each other and do our best to keep the impact as minimal as possible. Mm-hmm. So for this episode, we are going to be discussing how to manage your finances while at uni and definitely I could have used with listening to a podcast like this when I was an undergrad and actually even more now that I'm a postgrad um, because I am very much unfortunately a spender rather than a saver um, but Nicole see before you like came up to uni like what was your expectations of like what what money was going to be like because I know that I thought oh I'm going to be getting this student loan I am going to be minted and that was not the case. <laughs> So first of all, I don't know why Chris brought me onto this episode for I'm a massive spender. <laughs> I'm not good at saving, um, but maybe I'm the problem and it's good here to sit and discuss the issue well, and try and find ways around too, that. So we can discuss it together. <laughs> um, but yeah, my sort of expectations were, I'm not going to lie, based off all the ads that you get before you apply to university, that I was going to live in this luxurious room with like an ensuite, mm. um, that I was going to have this really sort of um, luxurious lifestyle that the loan would be really massive and I would just be able to party as much as I wanted um, as well as study because I was definitely always a bookworm there's no yeah. doubt, doubt about that <laughs> um, but I definitely thought there'd be a lot more wiggle room than there actually was mm-hmm. so it was a bit of a shock to me whenever I came in fact it was before I came to university I received the letter to say how much my maintenance was mm-hmm. and at the time I kind of read it I didn't really take it into account very much it was it, you know it was like 3,700 or something for the whole year yeah. 
but I didn't really factor in that that was for the full 12 months. I just kind of yeah. looked at it and you was like, cool. You just think, oh, three grand, amazing. Exactly, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, just near four grand. I mean, that's, you know, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I started living on it that I realized how tight a squeeze it actually was. Yeah, and I know yeah, there's others yeah. out there with even tighter maintenance loans than I was on. Mm-hmm. No, I know, because for me, like, I've always had a job since I was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've always been, like, independent with my money. So I knew that, like, um, I wasn't going to be one of these people that came up and, like, literally drank their student loan away in their first week because I sort of had already had, like, an understanding of the value of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... I actually wasn't too bad, you know, at the start because I I was really lucky to, when I moved up to Belfast, to get a really good job, um, part-time job in a bar that um, was really enjoyable to work in and um, was good pay. So I was working weekends, so it wasn't taken away from my, like, you know, uni lifestyle, but I was also, like, getting the money I needed. So Mm -hmm. it was almost like I was living off the money I worked, like I was getting from working rather than my student loan. So my student loan was going to pay my bills and my electricity all that kind of stuff so I actually wasn't too bad off but now that I don't get a maintenance loan um doing a postgrad like is when I've like I've really felt the crunch like I mean it feels like I just never have money and I know that that's probably a lot like the same with a lot of students even if they're just still undergrads or postgrads because I don't even like if you're not very conscious of how you spend your money like you know two pound on a coffee here every day mm-hmm. and two pound in the spa getting snacks between class like you don't realize how much it adds up you you don't even you don't even realize you're doing it and that's when it becomes dangerous when you're spending your money definitely so in second year I was like right okay I need to get you know my stuff together mm-hmm. I really need to try and earn a wee bit more money so I took on two more part-time jobs um so I was balancing two jobs at the weekend and one job during the week um, just to try and even just pay for food because yeah. as you say it's the same position as you like all my loan just went into my into my bills mm-hmm. but I still need to eat and I still need to travel I suppose those are bills that you yeah. kind of don't factor in because yeah. they're not direct debits yeah exactly yeah so it was it wasn't easy so um and then I got a full-time job during my second second year summer um and I worked just I think something like six days a week um trying to raise money for the next semester while I lived at home with my mum yeah so I was really lucky to have that opportunity and I know a lot of people don't have that um but yeah money's tough at uni um it's a lot tougher than you realize and it's one of those things where you know I joke that starts in I'm a spender but I think that's because I spent so much of my time in whilst I was a student struggling that Mm -hmm. as soon as I came out and graduated um I got this job I was just like I can buy everything yeah no um (laughs) I remember like that like um, like the time when your student loan would come in so my bank always put it in the Saturday before so it would always your student loan would always come in on a Monday mm-hmm. mine always came that Saturday and I was like treat yourself Saturday and I would always like even just go on and buy myself some clothes or something and um, it probably wasn't the best thing to do so maybe when I was about halfway through second year I was like right I need to stop with the with the student loan uh, spurges because um, I'm sure many people can relate that minute that money comes in you literally think you're untouchable and you're not because you have to pay your rent in five days time mm-hmm. and for another three months so um, I started to put £200 every time my student loan came in put £200 into my credit union account mm-hmm. so that I always just had those savings there in case down the line I needed to touch them again and hopefully I was like hopefully I won't hopefully I can save them up and then I can do something with them because I as I said I've never been a saver like even when I had a credit union when I was like in school like 
I definitely was taking the pound coins out the bag after mum and dad put them in. So like, I was like, I need to do something to like have at least a bit of something for my future because I didn't know when I was in second year, third year, I didn't really know where I was going, what I was doing after my degree. So I would really advise if you don't have a credit union account to get yourself one because they're so, like every local area has one. They're so handy. They're always really nice people to deal with. And it's just a good way to put that money aside. And if it's not there, you can't touch it. And then when you're in desperate need, if like like times like we're facing now where people, you know, have lost their jobs and maybe not be able to pay their rent, at least you know you have some money to touch either to keep you going, to pay your rent. So I definitely advise to do that. Really good piece of advice as well. Um, but it's it's also really good because you have to go in, in person to pick up the money too. Yeah. Like you, you have to go there. It's not just a matter of transferring across. I know. What I did was um, I couldn't afford to actually save anything at uni. You know, I worked really hard, um, you know, to try and raise money full stop anyway. Mm. But um, I did have a similar sort of theory. I tried to def- sort of leave money aside into like a savings account um, within the same bank as my current account. And it was entirely my bills money. Mm-hmm. So ideally, the amount I would have left in my current account would be my sort of spends. Yeah. And um, I would be lucky to have maybe, you know, £50 by the end of it when I would put everything aside. I'd maybe have like £50 to spend on something and straight to boohoo. And I yeah. know I shouldn't have, <laughs> but it's That's like, me. it's one of those things where once you have your bills all set aside, like if you can't enjoy a little bit of the money... Yeah, then, no, you know, Even there's no just... point being stressed the whole time. Yeah. And like, I'll work extra hours and I did, and it's not always the right approach. But I feel like you just have to enjoy it a little bit because if you can't enjoy it, then what's the point? Yeah. Like even if you're just um, saving that few like few extra pounds so that you can go out on a Friday night with your friends, like you need something. You can't spend your life stressing over money. Like I know it is such a massive part of life, but if you're not like if you're not enjoying your life at the same time, mm-hmm. like it's not nothing's gonna be worth it like obviously um being in university is a massive stress itself and a lot of people like myself and like yourself yourself you said um had part-time jobs and I don't I think people that don't have them or have never had them you know don't really understand that it's such an added stress luckily I had weekend hours so that it wasn't clashing with my school time you know sometimes I did have to maybe take a shift off if I had an assignment due but I it's you know it's that added stress that you also you've got the money problems you've got your workload um from uni and then you're going in and you've got your workload from your actual job too so it definitely can be a really really stressful thing so but I also think you know um with, t- with mental health being so topical at the minute too yeah. it is so important to love what you do mm-hmm. because if you don't love it then you know it, it yeah. is such an impact I think as well, zero hour contracts are such a poison chalice. Um, I loved them because they were really good for being flexible for yeah. around the three jobs I had. I could flex them all around yeah. each other. But at the same time, you, were gar- you weren't guaranteed any number of hours any given week. Mm-hmm. So um, it's quite hard going there in that area too. And obviously we're seeing the effects now, yeah. more so than ever, of zero hour contracts. So. I know um, I'm really lucky that like um, I have great, I've made great friends in the place that I work. But um, it meant that like, going to work was almost like a so like a different separate social life from my uni mm-hmm. and I know everyone complains about work like I mean I'm not gonna say that I don't go oh my god I have to go to work today or when I'm in I'm like oh I'm so tired but I actually do enjoy what I'm doing and every job is tough but you, even if you just have that one person in your job that makes it worthwhile well then making the money isn't like you know going in and doing your work to make the money isn't going to be so miserable 
Definitely. And something you mentioned there earlier was about leaving money aside for nights out. Sophie, because I'm a lightweight, I could do <laughs> nights out on 20 quid at a push. I used to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I literally budged myself. See those weeks where I got like an extra couple of hours at work? I'd be like, great, 20 quid, I can have a night out. So the way I worked it out was, you know, sort of like fiver entry, yeah. fiver each way in the taxi and like fiver for a really cheap bottle of wine because it only took one bottle to get oh, me where I needed yeah. to be. I remember Echo Falls was like my solid first year drink because like exactly. I just discovered that even though it's literally barely wine, it would literally, that one bottle would just do me. Um, or even allowing for that chippy at the end of the night because oh, usually I couldn't uh, afford that. No. I have my spar pizza waiting for me whenever I go home. I'd rather have a chippy at the end of the night than that last drink, 100%. 100%. No, see, I wouldn't trust myself to go in and make myself food. I remember one time I meant, like tried to make soup and it was like four o'clock in the morning and I, didn't, I don't even think I ate them and I was like, what a waste of soup and oh, The amount of oven burns on my arms. <laughs> the amount just trying to cook pizzas and garlic bread and then eating about half garlic of them bread. and then realising I couldn't finish them. Waste of money, like... We um, eat them for lunch the next day. Uh, cold pizza next day. Oh yeah, cold pizza is better than warm pizza, I think definitely. Um, but um, as we talked about, um, like you said, you'd had your like bit of budgeting. Something that I sort of, I don't really know if it's budgeting as such, but something that I did, um, debts, but more so when I was in final year was um, when I was doing my grocery shop. Like me and my friends usually didn't really do it together. Like the odd time, maybe we'd go down to the shop and like buy a couple of communal things or like buy a communal dinner. But we normally just sort of did our shops on our own. So I started just ordering um, my Tesco deliveries online because I oh, thought so like, good. it's it's so much better because when I go into Tesco's, I'll be like, oh my God, Easter eggs on offer? Like buy six. When I don't need any Easter eggs, it's like probably like a week after Christmas. And I'm like, or I just see things that are offer and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll take that because like, oh, it's such a good deal when I didn't need it. And it'll sit then. in the cupboard and you're like, why did I buy you're clearing up the house at the end of the year and you're like oh yeah that packet of beans that has been sitting there for seven months so like I found that if I did my grocery shopping online that I'd literally just put the things I needed in um and I found that a great way to save a bit just when I was doing my grocery shopping definitely I do the same I've done it now this year um in particular um but yeah it's fantastic and it like saves your last order or like your last sort of grocery shop and tells you what your favorites are Mm -hmm. um which i really didn't need them to remind me of how much sweet stuff i buy like i really didn't need that i was like oh my god but anyway um and cereal i'm a real cereal gal oh Oh, i love bowls of cereal for breakfast lunch and dinner yeah solid same yeah so um it's really really useful but I also used um I've been in a long-term relationship now for about almost five years mm-hmm. and during uni it was really really hard to go out on dates and I always felt really bad because I never could pay either half or the full date like yeah. it was always him going out and like buying more dates than me mm. so I talked to my mum about it and I was quite emotional about it it's like oh I just feel like a really bad girlfriend I'm just not doing a good job of this and my mum was like have you tried Groupon and I was like no so I went on to Groupon and you can get like meals for two for like a tenner and things like that in the city centre so I every month now ever since then I've always went and bought at least one or two of those um just to try and like sort of trying to even it up so yeah it's really really good it's like although I'm spending less the monetary value is still there so and I'm still paying for the dates so I still feel good about it yeah all about that equality that's a really yeah that's a really good way like also even just to do go out and do stuff for your friends as well like I'm sure they have oh yes for things like that too they really do so you can do like meals for four and stuff as well um yeah it's fantastic it's really really good and they do not just like restaurants they do like experiences as well um they did like um there's like a cabaret that ampm do and oh, it's on it. it's brilliant. and it's Is like it discounted it? yeah That's so cool. really good price for it 
Um, can't remember off the top of my head. But um, yeah, there's loads of experiences like that. Um, even like outdoor experiences and things like that too. Hotel stays. Really, really good. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of like different sort of, oh, I'm such a loyalty card queen. Such yeah. a loyalty card queen. I, my purse is full <laughs> of more loyalty cards than actual money. <laughs> Um, like super drug cards, they're all really helpful. Yeah, really Tesco good. club just, card. Even just, yeah, even just for like toileries and stuff. Like I'll like I'll go to super drug specifically because mm-hmm. I know that I'll get even if it's just ten percent off. You know, getting that money off and then also you're building your points as well. Like it'll it's definitely like worth it to get any card, any like form of discount card you can get. Like definitely avail of it because even though I'm a bit awkward every time I bring them out and I'm like, um, do you do student discount? Like. It's so much work. Like, it's so... Like, even if you're just getting a wee bit of money off it, like, you're saving in that way. Uni Days is really good for that, too. Really yeah. good, especially for you online shoppers out there. Um, mm. They have Boohoo and all sorts Me. on it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Uni Days is absolutely yeah. brilliant. And you just have to use, like, a university email address mm-hmm. to verify Sign it. Up. Yeah, and make sure that you've got... Make sure that you put your photo on your account because this happened to me. I was in London. Yeah, I think it was London. And I brought out my student card and she was like, is that... A university and I was like yeah in Belfast she's like can I just see your Unidays account and I was like yeah fine so I brought it up and she's like you don't have a picture and I was like yeah sorry and she's like no I can't accept that because you don't have a picture oh, wow. and I was like okay well the student you wouldn't take my student card and now you won't take my account so basically I went out of the line took a photo of myself and went back into the queue <laughs> and bought it with the photo that I had taken 30 seconds prior but- so it it's just, I don't even know why she would have cared that much, but I guess it's probably her work policy. So yeah. make sure you've got some form of photo yourself in your account. There's another really good app that I downloaded there really recently. Um, there It's called Gander, and I have a spa at the end of my street, and it's really, really useful. It tells you about all the discounts that are in your local shop. Oh, and really? um, something that was That'd really, be really, really useful for anyone living in the Holy Lands, because that spa yeah. sees more students than university does so good but um i it's really good especially i'm not gonna lie you know at this point in time with coronavirus and stuff it tells you the discounts in shop before you go there so if you're sitting scrolling through Mm -hmm. and you you know there's nothing there for you then sort of excuses you having to go to the shop you're like oh well there's nothing there that i really need that's really good Um, so it's really helpful another big thing that um is uh definitely at the moment for me probably the the being of all my finance problems is travel I live at home, oh, yeah. so luckily I don't have rent, and that has really saved me this year with obviously not having a maintenance loan. But I um, drive to uni, um, and so I spend the majority of my money that I make at work goes to petrol every week because I'm also I obviously live in Balmina and drive to Coleraine, but then when I'm working I live in Balmina and drive to Belfast, so a lot of my money does go towards petrol and things. So, um, is there like do you know if anything like? I know TransLink have, isn't it the Wyland card? That's like under 25 card. Third off singles. Um, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend it, even if you don't like buses or trains, <laughs> because um, it's only it only costs like, I think it's like eight pound, eight or 10 pound, yeah. I think it's eight pound. Um, so it's worth it in the long run, mm-hmm. even even if it isn't even, you know, for that long, yeah. anytime you do use it, you're going to get that eight pound pretty quick, like mm-hmm. back pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, something I use which is really really useful is the iLink card mm-hmm. so I have my Y-Link for like the longer journey so when I go back to Banbridge to my mum and everything mm-hmm. I would use it for that or if I pop up to see my grandparents in uh, Fermanagh I would use it for those longer journeys um, but the iLink is really good for like Belfast in particular for any Jordanstown Belfast students mm-hmm. if you live in the Lisbon Road or the Holy Lands um, you get this you should get like the zone one iLink card mm-hmm. because you can top it up for a month for like 
£67 and that's unlimited travel and bus and train for the entire month. Oh, that's really good. Within that zone. So that zone extends all the way out to Jordanstown. So it's actually Mm. quite big. It's not just city centre. Yeah, it's really, really good. But I think there's also like um, a bus version and I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a daytime saver sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's for purely just buses and it's slightly cheaper I think it's about £20 cheaper um, per month. But if you're going to Belfast campus and you're living pretty much in city yeah. centre, it's handy for that. Or if you're just a bus user. But um, I really love the the iLink, the Zone 1, because it just offers bus and train. And if I'm really tired leaving Jordanstown and there's like heel stones and I don't want to walk all the way to the train station, Fair. I can jump on the 163A and be in the city centre. I have options. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really, really good. If you top it up each day, it's £5 per day, but obviously it's cheaper if you top it up for yeah. the month for 67 that, so. that is, that's like, that would be a really good way to like mm-hmm. save on that because um, obviously if you don't, if you don't drive, um, you know, you are, and you live in the Holy Lands or Stramillis and you're going to Jordanstown, like it is, it is quite a journey. I only, I'd only gone out to Jordanstown there for the first time um, recently and I had no idea where I was and I didn't I didn't even realise myself how far out of like the city centre it was. So mm-hmm. definitely that would be a good way to save a couple of pounds that way. Oh, it's really good. It's really good. I live by it. I can't remember if it's 67 or 69 pounds. It might have went up since my first year uni, but I've been using it like nonstop um, mm-hmm. ever since I've been living out in the Lisbon Road. Um, another thing, if you're if the weather's good, um, don't be afraid to get out and get active and walk even yeah. to a couple of further train stops down the line because it can save you so much money as well mm-hmm. I remember during the summers um, I would walk from my house in Lisbon Road across to maybe Botanic train station and mm-hmm. it's about a 25 minute walk but it would half my train fare yeah and um, it's, it's you know so it's, really it's a like but Belfast basically most places in Belfast within the city centre you know you can walk too it maybe like I used to think oh I live way too far away when I lived in the Holy Lands and worked in the Cathedral Court I was like that is way too far away for me to walk I'll just get a taxi but it's not even it's like 25 as you said like 25 minute walk and it's a nice walk it's not it's not that far it's not too strenuous so um by final year I, I had definitely cut down the number of money the amount of money I was spending on taxis and things just to do like to walk into work and like you know walk back so yeah that's definitely an, another good way to keep the finances down so as always, um, we've told you a bit about our um, stories from budgeting and saving and we've asked you for some of yours. So uh, we got three submissions in. Um, the first one was, um, to manage my finances during uni, I decided every time I was paid my student loan to transfer my landlord three to four months rent so that it was paid and I didn't have to worry about it. That's actually a really good idea. I, I wish I'd done that. No, I did do that. I still do that actually because I'm still with the same landlord or letting agency. Um, but yeah, well... Obviously, I get paid monthly now, so it's slightly different, actually. Mm-hmm. But whenever I was um, in university, that's exactly what I did. Every time my student loan came in, I was like, get rid of those bills yeah, so that the money I've left behind is just for me to spend. It's actually a really, really good idea. Like, it probably would have saved me a lot of, like, panic and trying to pick up extra shifts when it's coming up to the first of the month, actually. Also, please, please leave aside any gas or oil heating money. Folks, oh, you need yeah. your heat. Yeah. That is, like, Nothing please don't go without it. being in please. the shower. And the electricity goes off and you're standing in a cold shower running down to Russell's with wet hair and suds and being like, yep. And they're just looking at you because they know, they know exactly what you're going for. And you're just like, yep, just top it up. That was the bane of my life in final year. Oh, hateful, hateful. But yes, please leave money aside for those two things because you don't realise how much you need them until you lose them. I know. And heat is such a big thing. I love love being warm. Um, Another (laughs) one was I got a Revolut card during uni and it was so handy. 
once I got paid from my part-time job or from my student loan, I would transfer an amount and it would be my budget for the week. Um, then left the other money in my bank account to pay for rent and bills. Revolut is so good as you can set a limit on the budget um, and get notifications to see how much you spent on X and Y. Also, I um, set, a, set up a saving vault, so every transaction was rounded up to the next pound and put into a savings account. Oh, I didn't even know that it did that. I it's so good. Card. So good. Similar to Monzo, we, isn't it? Yeah, I do yeah. it with Monzo. I do that exact theory, actually, with Monzo, yeah. and it's really, really good. It's really helpful, um, especially now that I'm actually trying to get a hold of my finances again after spending so much in the first couple of months. <laughs> and then the final one, is, he just said, budget yourself weekly. Um, it's the only thing that helps me. Um, I take out my savings, pay all my bills, then I divide the rest by four and send that amount every Friday until the next payday comes. That's, that's, actually, that's, that's a bit, bit, bit too much maths for, for my little brain to understand. But it's, actually actually reminded, way, it's actually reminded me of like a really funny story. Whenever I was in first year, I used to literally hide money from myself, especially whenever I was going out in a night out. I would always leave, like I'd always take my money for groceries in the week out in cash. Mm-hmm. Um, which is dangerous enough as it is because yeah. cash, as soon as it's cash my hands, I'm like, it's out of my bank account. Yeah. It's gone. I might as well just spend it. Oh God, but it worked for me in first year. I used to hide um, my my sort of like fare to go home to Banbridge every Friday night. I think at the time, both my bus, both my buses from White Abbey out to the city centre and the city centre to Banbridge mm-hmm. came to like something like five, six, seven pounds. Mm-hmm. And I used to literally hide that money in my drawer away from, as I called it, drunk Nicole. Um, Just like, no, she can't have that. That is for going home because you need to go home and earn more money. So, um, yeah, if you need to hide money from yourself, folks, just make sure it's in a memorable place that, not too memorable that the drunk version of you remember it, but uh, memorable enough that come Friday, whenever you're like sweating, you'll actually remember where you put it. It's like when you would uh, find like a fiver in your jeans and be like, this is the best day ever. Literally. (laughs) Um, obviously, um, you love, uh, has a lot of, uh, posts about this sort of thing going on at the moment, obviously with, um, the whole coronavirus and a lot of people getting laid off from their jobs. So we'll read out some of those. Um, any tips to earn extra money? I have a part-time job and do my best to budget, etc. Depop, Depop, oh, eBay, yeah. go and sell any of your unwanted clothes or clothes that you don't wear. See yeah. all those boohoo buys that you never got around to actually oh, wearing. See if the labels are still on. You can sell them for, I wouldn't say the exact same amount of money, but yeah. just ever so slightly less. Um, but virtually, yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. See, my like like kryptonite is buying formal dresses. I love going to formals. So and every time I would go to a formal, even though I had like four or five dresses sitting in the wardrobe, I'd be like, I really need a new dress for this. That's a really and expensive like, hobby, Sophie. I know. And the thing with formal <laughs> dresses is, if you're like me, you literally only want to wear them once. And they probably, See? most of them only have been worn once. So like I um, sat down one day and just sorted them all out and just threw them up online. And I've actually sold a few of them. So it's a good way to like get your money back from things like that. And also yeah. if you want to, you know, if you want to treat yourself, but you can't afford to be buying things on Boohoo and stuff, Depop and eBay are a great way to get like nice clothes, vintage clothes at a discount price as well. Definitely. Um, and if you're lucky enough, like myself, to have like a fashionable parent or guardian, like they are amazing to borrow clothes off. <laughs> Sisters work too, oh, yeah. brothers, yeah. you know, Shout just... Out you and Cara, whose clothes I wear constantly. Yeah, I wear my mum's clothes all the time. <laughs> to the stage where I took a formal dress off her to wear to a formal one time, but because I wore it that many to different events, like normally like yourself, it'd be like one formal dress uh, per formal kind of thing. But this one I fell in love with. My mum just ended up handing it to me and going, this is yours now. <laughs> like I literally can't wear this because they're going to be like, why are you wearing Nicole's dress? So yeah, use, use your family members. <laughs> um just lost my job and I worked for my aunt 
Nice. Well, that's that's unfortunate. That's actually really sad. Um, Christmas is going to be awkward, so... Yeah, good luck at Christmas. I feel really sorry for that conversation over the table. Like, after a few drinks, can you imagine the jokes flying? Um, On that note, though, um, there are some, like, immediate start jobs going in um, Tesco and a few other sort of, like, food retailers oh. and wholesalers. So um, I know this is going to go out, you know, probably a few days later mm-hmm. than all those places have probably closed. But just watch out, folks. Um, I know a lot of you have lost your jobs during, um, with zero-hour contracts over this time, so... Yeah. Just keep a wee eye out on all the on the, all the recruitment websites yeah. for those immediate start sort of jobs and particularly I think delivery drivers. There's yeah, a lot I of those saw going a lot too. Of for those as well, yeah. Um, Definitely, even just something in the meantime to keep you ticking over while you wait to see what's um, what's going to happen. I know it's a lot of hospitality jobs. I know myself working in hospitality. Um, I don't have any hours. Um, for the next wee while, so um, I'll definitely probably have a look to see if there's anything. I can get myself maybe some freelance work or, you know, anything online because there'll be a lot of digital work still going on. So maybe definitely, definitely. Is there any any posts that you find? Um, I saw one. I can't see it right in front of me, but um, there was a post that talked about um no hope of getting like a hardship fund. Mm-hmm. Um, just worth highlighting that student wellbeing in Ulster are still accepting applications for the student support fund. Um, definitely get your applications in and uh, the money should still be like they should still be going through applications even if they are working from home um, because they should be able to access uh, as in the staff and student wellbeing should be able to access all those applications be able to still put them through Mm -hmm. so um, just make sure you get your applications in if you're really struggling for money don't struggle just put the application in I know it takes time I know Mm -hmm. it takes effort but like that it, it'll be worth it. To be accessed for exactly. students in exactly the situations that we're facing now. So definitely take the time if you're if you really need it, take the time and do it because it it will it could be worth it for you in the long run. I wish I made use of it whenever I was at uni, mm-hmm. but I kind of put myself down to a situation where, oh sure, it's just my own circumstances, just because you know my maintenance loan isn't great and because my hours aren't mm-hmm. amazing. Um, it, I was worried that you know if I applied for it, you know I think you can only apply for it like maximum once a year, and mm-hmm. um, once per academic year. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I just felt like I was relying on it then as opposed yeah. to actually using it for an emergency situation, which this definitely is. Definitely. But also just don't think like that. If mm-hmm. you're stuck for money and um, it's not because you went on a shopping spree in ASOS, it's because you're genuine, genuinely stuck, yeah. um, please do get in touch with Student Wellbeing and apply for the support fund. Well, um, that's all from us today. Um, hopefully you've been able to pick up some of our tips and tricks and um, you'll be able to become a saver and not a spender like myself and Nicole. <laughs> so in our next episode, we will ha- I'll be talking to Andy about life after graduation and everything that means from that. So um, if you want to get in contact and tell us maybe what your plans are after you head on or um, what you did after you graduated, whether you be studying a postgrad or you went to a job, um, we'd love to hear your story. So you can contact us at thestudentshow at uesu.org or you can get in contact with me. Um, thank you very much to Nicole for coming in and chatting with me today. Thank you. I really enjoyed it, actually. I oh, know it's um, it's always good fun um, doing this podcast. So and it's great to get to meet you all as well. So um, this has been Sophie McLaughlin, and I'm Nicole Parkinson Kelly. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>